Ryan Reynolds is really, really, really good at baseball. He's not good enough to fill all three outfield spots, and the rules won't allow him to bat more than once every nine times, though. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Dan Zimborski and his Zips prognosticator tool have caught a lot of attention on social media over the last couple of days. He put out his projections for the Pirates, threw in the obligatory pandering insults and whatever else here. Otherwise, it was really, really good work. Didn't need to do the rest. Uh, The Pirates are dot, 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 a baseball team or one of the, I don't know what it was. It's just these, it's pandering is what it is. You know you're going to get a few cheap likes and laughs and whatever else. Instead of, you know, trying to come up with solutions or to get behind a salary cap that will allow everybody to compete evenly. And then from there, the teams that are actually managed the worst will be the ones who get the mocking, and deservedly so. But, anyway, the Zips predictor is on fan graphs, I should have mentioned. And in this case, it paints a justifiably bleak picture of the Pirates' current roster going into 2022. Why it's done in December, I don't know, because the Pirates, unlike most teams, will have most of their additions made much later in the offseason, but I guess because the New Yorks and the Los Angeleses and so forth do most of their shopping right when free agency opens, that this is the time to do your prognostications. So, even setting all that aside, as you can tell, I'm trying really hard to do, what's there looks accurate. It is, to repeat, justifiably bleak. And the number one area of bleakness is exactly the one that you would expect, and that's the outfield. Reynolds is out there with a 6.0 projection, no one else on the roster has higher than a 2.0. Without getting all the formulas uh, laid out here, that's that's a big, big gap, okay? And it's what it looks like. Reynolds is uh, a special player on a team that's anything but. Uh, I'd like to think that Kibrian Hayes, O'Neill Cruz, those guys could be a little bit closer to Reynolds uh, over the course of time, but neither of them is there yet, so that's all okay. The question is, what do you do about it? Externally or even internally, what do you do about it? This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, An eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. The first step that was taken was one that I'll 
definitely applaud, and that was bringing Ben Gamel back for another year. Ben Gamel, I believe, would be a good fourth or at worst fifth outfielder on any team in the majors. Um, that's not hype. Uh, that's not false this or that or because I had some fun uh, talking about his greatness over the course of this past summer. I think he's that steady and I think he's that uh, that much of a positive force for the team, both tangibly and intangibly. He'd actually be, truth be told, a better fit in that capacity on a contender than he will the way the Pirates will likely use him which is, of course, as a starting outfielder, starting corner outfielder. Probably in left, maybe in right. That's not an answer. And take that from someone who who clearly admires the guy. That's not an answer. Anthony Alford is still there, and Anthony Alford looked late in the season as if he was not going to strike out with every single plate appearance, or at least oh, I don't know, three-quarters of them. Uh, he seemed to find some things out. Um, he adjusted not so much his swing, but his approach. And when he does that and he picks the pitches that he knows he can drive, not that he believes he can drive, but that he knows that he can drive, dude can really get hold of a baseball. But... It's getting late outside. Uh, he stopped being a prospect two or three years ago, and he's now dangerously close to journeyman status. And as we found out last spring, it's really, really not a good idea to enter a season with a project in your starting lineup. And that's what he was, and that's what he and Dustin Fowler proved themselves to be, and they were both gone within a month. That's not an answer either. Travis Swaggerty had been seen, uh, certainly internally, as the prospect who'd have the best chance of getting to Pittsburgh and making a difference. First round pick, of course. And then he hurt his shoulder early in the season and was done. He's going to have another chance. There's no way that chance will be in Pittsburgh to open up. Uh, that would make no sense. He missed way too much time between last year and, of course, the pandemic year. He's going to have to iron out whatever he has to iron out in Indianapolis. I would say the same thing about Jack Suwinski, who came in the Joe Musgrove trade from the San Diego system. And he showed some encouraging signs, too. Uh, this guy was a pretty good player in 2021. 262 average, 383 on base percentage, 19 home runs in 367 at-bats, 58 RBIs, 11 steals. Problem is, he did all that in A. the latter part of that following the trade in Altoona. So... Is he going to pull a Rodolfo Castro and show up in Pittsburgh right from Altoona? Uh, you know, no, I don't think so. I would think, if anything, 
he would be in the same boat as Swaggerty, although he's obviously had a lot more playing time over the last couple of years. So who knows? He might actually be a step ahead. But neither of these kids is going to be somebody who shows up in Pittsburgh and takes a corner outfield spot. If they were, you might not even have brought Gamble back, meaning if Ben Charrington and Steve Sanders and John Baker and, and everybody at 115 Federal had thought that, you're not even looking at Gamble. You're not even gazing in his direction. And the same applies to others who might look like they fit that bill, such as Castro, who can play a bunch of different positions, such as Hoy Park, who can play the outfield. If you had potential answers among any of those names, you're not keeping Gamble. You're just not. You're finding a way to rotate other guys, but they don't believe it, so there's no reason for us to believe it. What is the answer here? Well, somebody needs to rise up and play a lot better baseball. Maybe it'll be Alfred. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Maybe also there'll be a salary cap. <laughs> the Pirates can just go out and get whoever they want. When we come back, just one question. J1Q comes from Austin Johnson, who asks, Is there any reason at all to think that Oscar Marine can get the most out of the pitching staff? Wow, this could be my shortest answer ever. No. And I mean that in the most literal way possible. As in, who has Marine made better? And how long of a honeymoon does he get internally because he is building the pitching program that's governing the entire organization. I'm sorry, that stuff goes in one ear and out the other for me, whether it should or shouldn't. If you are the major league pitching coach, you are judged by one and only one criteria, and that is the results at the major league level. In particular, the results put forth by your most talented pitchers. I was in the room with Bob Nutting when he hired and then introduced Ben Charrington. This was over at PNC Park, obviously, a couple of years ago. And Nutting brought up on his own, and throw out whatever you know you're hearing in your head right now. Nutting, you know, just 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 hear what I'm saying here, okay? And he was talking about the number one thing that bothered him about the previous regime, and it was seeing pitchers in particular go somewhere else and get better. When he felt, and rightly so, those pitchers could have and should have gotten better. In Pittsburgh. Now, there are all kinds of different explanations and things that you can relive about what happened under the previous regime, who was responsible for it, how much was being dictated to Ray Searage, how much was just Ray being an old guy who didn't get it, and whatever else here. I'm not going to go through all that, but I am going to say that it comes right from the owner of the franchise that pitchers are supposed to get better in Pittsburgh. 
They're supposed to develop, mature, and progress in Pittsburgh, not when they get to Houston or San Diego or New York or wherever else or Tampa, but here in Pittsburgh. And to date, this has not happened. I'm running out of uh, rope here. Because you can say, well, you know, the first year, the pandemic year, they only played the 60 games. No pitcher got better that year. In 2021, it was a full 162-game schedule, of which the Pirates lost 101, and not one pitcher got better. Maybe you can put forth an argument for David Bednar. I wouldn't do that because I saw Bednar in spring training doing the exact same thing he was doing near the end of the season, and I'm not about to give Marine credit for that. Meaning, he's the pitcher that he was coming over from the San Diego system. I saw signs from JT Brubaker. I still believe in JT Brubaker, but I also watched JT Brubaker give up 100 home runs in the span of a couple months near the end. That's not getting better. That's going in the other direction. Who else? Chris Stratton? You want to say Stratton? Stratton's 30 years old. Sure, you can get better at age 30. Stratton was a guy who always had the spin rate, always had a lot of the intangibles that you're looking for, including in a back-end reliever. And to his credit, there, we'll give him Stratton. How's that? Who else? How about Mitch Keller? How about Mitch Keller? Who's going to come up with the answer for Mitch Keller? Is that going to be done in Pittsburgh, or is that going to happen somewhere else? You know those Zimborski zips that I mentioned to you in the opening segment? They actually left Keller completely off the list. There were like nine starters there, and Keller wasn't one of them. Oops. But then, you know, that's the hole he's dug for himself. You know who's supposed to bring him out of that hole? Oscar Marine. You know who hasn't done that yet? Oscar Marine. I don't care about his broader pitching philosophy and what impact it has in Greensboro. Great. If he's a pitching coordinator, make him a pitching coordinator. When you're in the major leagues, your job is to get results in the major leagues. That means Pittsburgh. Hasn't happened yet. So my answer, Austin, is a very spirited, as you can tell, no, there is no reason to believe that right now because there's no precedent for it. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one tomorrow. Tomorrow.